It is Wednesday, May 3rd, and you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio. I suddenly had an out-of-body experience. I'm like, who am I talking into a microphone? What date is it? How could it possibly be May? Is this ever? Chuck Connors, the rifleman <laughs> yeah. that I'm in front of me? Yes, it is May. It is Run That Back. Excited to talk sports, and we have so much sports for you to talk about. There is much. Uh, much has happened. Much is uh, happening. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the uh, the job fair uh, yes. uh, took place, <laughs> yeah. and uh, many people had their resumes responded to. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll check in about that. But, yeah, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. The end of the English Premier League, uh, which is crazy. Your team is in first place right now. Uh, did they win today? Yeah, they won. So they're back on the they, Again, they still have a couple of games in pocket. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice to see them be like, bless you for all you've tried this year, Arsenal. But uh, we got it from here. I do like how like in May, October, April, we're like, sports is insane right now. In July, we're like, huh, you want to talk about <laughs> yacht racing? <laughs> we do. Helping us talk about uh, all of the sports that are here, especially the NFL draft. We've got our old friend Clark Acock. Hey, Clark, how are you? Hey, good. Hey, Scott. Hey, Tom. Good to be here. Welcome. Have you seen The Who in concert? I have not. Okay. But I have seen Quadrophedia. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Quality. Sting. 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 (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. Are you a mod or a rocker? Um, uh, Great. So, yes, it's always nice to see that the NFL draft uh, is exciting for a couple of reasons, but it probably means that Clark's going to come in and join us in the studio. So, hooray for that. Uh, Wade has smartly attached yourself to a uh, a recurring event. (laughs) Yes. Well, and... And The most important one. Yeah, Yeah. and we'll get into it. You you devote yourself to this event, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, we need to talk about this in more full... Fully, we'll do that. But I think first we need to hit on actual sports as opposed to large gentlemen in beautiful suits getting yes. hugged by the commissioner on a stage. Uh, so uh, the NHL playoffs yes. and the NBA playoffs are happening right now. I put this up on our Facebook stage uh, post for today. Uh, the NBA playoffs are fascinating, really yes. good games. And then the NHL playoffs are insane. They're just bat. Shit. They're bad stuff. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. But you know what I'm trying yeah. to say. It, it is remarkable. Rules do not happening. apply. Yes, uh, we'll, exactly. we'll go with that. Uh, yes, we, we uh, had our hockey episode last week. We uh, talked with Bob Clausen, which was great. Yeah. And in one of our segments, we discussed the sort of la- the heartbreak of hockey playoffs because just, again, you think we got this. We'll, we'll start. A, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, yes, last night the New York Rangers were eliminated in, yeah. in seven by the New Jersey Devils after being up two games to nothing, having won the first two games in New Jersey. Like, oh my God, we got this. We got uh, this. Actually, you don't. Kind of yeah. Um, uh, so that that is just uh, oh, what is that? Um, and then uh, the biggest thing that people are just freaking out about uh, is uh, the Boston Bruins, mm-hmm. who had the most impressive regular season ever in NHL history. Um, uh, managed to lose their first round series to the Florida Panthers uh, in seven, yeah. um, giving up a 3-2 lead with less than a minute uh, to go uh, in game seven and then giving up t- uh, an overtime goal to a player whose last three goals yes. were game seven winners in the playoffs. I, I mean, the NHL, that's what it is. So uh, we often ask, did you see the game? So I saw the end of the Bruins-Panthers game because I... Um, we were watching something, and then I thought, 
I thought, oh, we're getting to the end of that game. Let's check in. And it was two minutes left. And mm-hmm. I was like, guys, this is two minutes left in a game seven. And I, I've told that Levi and especially Stella are mm-hmm. very interested in hockey these days. Mm-hmm. They came running in. And sure enough, we saw the final goal to send it into overtime and by the Panthers. And we were like, oh, that's crazy. And so then I said, I said, okay, hurry up, Levi. Go take your shower during the break. And so you can watch an overtime of Game 7 in hockey. Yeah. There's really nothing better than this. And they were like, this is, per- this is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, sad for those who follow the Bruins. <laughs> my, my brothers, uh, much more than I, yep. they still living in New England. So I followed the Bruins and was happy for them. But I didn't actually end up seeing a lot of games this yep. season. That just doesn't get a lot of coverage. And I didn't, I guess, make the effort to uh, put myself in front of it. Um but uh, so that's part of my thing for this first segment, which is uh, like uh, th- that is hard. Mm-hmm. That is, and you literally saw you know like grown men crying at the end of that. They're yep. like, "How is this that we played so again? They hadn't lost on three the games. ice and in the stands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they hadn't lost three games in a row all season, mm-hmm. and they you know had they've only given up so many goals at home over <laughs> you know stretch, and they did it like uh, in a condensed time. Um, so it is uh, again, it is uh, uh, hard to. Uh, process uh after that um but i wouldn't say it's not not necessarily surprising uh, no. one thing is like again anytime you're playing when you're the top team you're playing sort of the team that just got in the playoffs yeah. that means they were scrambling to make the playoffs so their last couple weeks were playing every game mattered yeah. every you know there were probably some uh, third periods where like we got a goal or it's we're, the season's mm-hmm. gone so they were in that mode a lot the only thing the bruins were battling all year was history yeah um so they had no pressure of hey if we don't win this you know it's like oh if we don't win this then we don't top the 1964 red wings again however it might have been um and also uh, with this and with the celtics as well uh you have first year coaches Mm. who came into teams that were uh very well put together but for whatever reason had maybe sort of uh lost the voice of the coach in bruce Mm -hmm. cassidy's position i believe that's the the coach who bruins or with the the celtics uh you know with their head coach being removed for specific uh uh, situations so when you get that great regular seasons but you have first year coaches who don't have playoff experience so they don't necessarily know how to call a certain timeout or otherwise Mm -hmm. to just make sure like hey things are different right now yeah um so uh, but yeah but hard to take but yeah i have a hard time rooting for Boston sports because Boston fans are just feels this uh, sense of they I, we've been wronged. And it's <laughs> like you got to enjoy a fantastic year where every time you turned on TV, your team won, hey, yeah. uh, and in often you know uh, impressive fashion. Right. Uh, but uh, so there was that. But uh, there's good. But a nice thing we we mentioned uh, our friends from Seattle who are very excited yep. about the rise of the Seattle Kraken. Um, they were able to release beat the Kraken, the uh, defending champion uh, Colorado Avalanche, in a game seven. Yeah, I mean that's what's happening in the NHL. Like in these playoffs, the defending Stanley Cup champion lost in. Um, in round one to a second year expansion team and the Boston Bruins have a historic regular season and losing seven games in round one, right. you know? So it's just like, throw it all out the playbook. Uh, Clark does. Well, hockey- quick, oh I, yeah. I, I sort of said this jokingly at some point other time, but it was sort of me, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just blame, blaming long COVID. You know, like, 
I just think there's <laughs> yeah. something with that. There was this string of like ten nothing shutouts in, in, in baseball that are happening, and I was like, I blame COVID, kind of thing. So yeah. in a way, I think there's just something to like, yeah. Nothing that was precedent really applies anymore because we sort of scrubbed the, the history books clean for well, a year. Well, yeah. is it kind of like the um, like people were saying like we're living in a simulation yeah. or you know we're in the matrix? But now, now the thing is, oh, it's just long COVID. Yeah, you know, COVID. yeah. Uh, Clark, does uh, does the NHL register for you? It's okay to say no. Yeah, uh, no. Yes, I didn't grow up with hockey, <laughs> yes. so I don't have the appreciation for it. But I will say that when dramatic things happen in hockey they yeah. permeate through yes. the rest of sports yeah and so with this boston uh, you know the boston they were up 3-1 and they were top seed and they lost uh that's big news and it's also something about overtime and hockey yes like it's more dramatic yeah than i guess anything except maybe soccer um maybe you know like in football there's overtime but like only half the team is playing yeah hockey right. you know the waves come in and ever and then when those games are over people like fall down on the ice yeah. exhausted yeah. They exactly. and the difference forever. between hockey and soccer is um it's extended time in soccer so it's not sudden death yeah um, whereas in hockey it is yeah yeah and so you'll get that where uh, that's what uh, that's what eliminated the bruins where it's like a sort of simple play be- from behind the net mm. and a guy sort of pushes it towards goal and you know you look down for a second and you're like oh my god you know <laughs> right um, and whereas yeah. the bruins had a, a very good goalie yes. a serviceable goalie but they didn't have a goalie you know, playing on his head kind yeah. of thing as the <laughs> phrase goes or otherwise um which is helpful because playoff hockey is just a different uh situation altogether it is let's shift over to the nba quickly yes. um yeah, again, remarkable stuff. I mean, a lot has happened since we talked last week. I think maybe the biggest thing was that Warriors Kings series yes. that went to um, seven games. Again, the Warriors, the defending uh, champion, and uh, the Kings, the upstarts. They hadn't been in the playoffs in a long time. I think nearing 20 years i don't have the stat in front of me but then uh steph curry went for 50 points in game seven in sacramento and that was the most points in a game seven in nba playoff history um but then so we saw that we're seeing the uh just really tight tough battles we've got the uh, the knicks heat are is already like throwing bricks at one another you know celtic sixers game one um uh, Sixers came out and won with a very good game by James Harden mm-hmm. playing without Embiid. And again, just like really like tough matches. And then Warriors, just after barely getting past the Kings, now have to play the Lakers, who really took it to them last night. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're seeing some really good stuff happening. That game one, like early on, you're like, oh, this, this which, series which is going to be amazing. Which game? Of, of the Lakers oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Warriors yeah. last night. You're like, okay, every quarter is close. Everything yeah. is like, just, even matched um yeah it's 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 really good tv playoff basketball is also yeah. a different beast just like playoff hockey mm-hmm. so uh you know the bucks losing to the heat that just makes yeah. no sense yeah did we even talk about that last <laughs> week i can't even remember <laughs> we you talked know? about it i guess it was a possibility last it week. was a possibility um, and yeah. the heat they lost tyler hero like one of their best players yes. they were they like barely made it into the playoffs kind of what you're talking about tom that's they had right. to scramble they won in the play-in and then they beat the i mean the bucks were overwhelming favorite best yeah, record in the east that's and right we have Giannis, but yeah we have 
uh, the top overall seeds in both the NHL and the NBA playoffs lost in the first round yeah. in the past week. Right. You know, uh, but to, so that is surprising. I, I would think that the Bucks, particularly with Giannis, I know he was uh, not available for the entire series. Compromised uh, yes. would uh, would would overcome the peculiarities of a team that's hot. And all mm-hmm. that. But um, uh, there's a couple things. So uh, their uh, coach. Um, Coach Bud Budden, Mike Buddenhauser. Um, yeah, the, there's Ozer. been some history yeah. of not making great adjustments yeah. along the way in in some playoff or any games or series. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that 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 revisited, um, but you sort of think, why would we have to? Worth X. But there is something to uh, Miami being like in yeah. Uh, well run from the top down from management yeah. to coach. Yes, Bolster's great. And yep. then, uh, yeah, with a player who's like, okay, so just let me know when it's the playoffs and and I'll put the cape on uh, yeah. with uh, Jimmy Butler. And then, yeah, you get, you know, the, hey, Kyle Lowry, like a bit of a disappointment at times this season. Uh, none of that matters. Yeah. Like, oh, just, is, uh, is this the game that people are watching right now? I'm, I'm, I'm going to show up for this one. Kind yeah. Of thing. So, uh, it, it is, uh, again, I, I can't believe that it happened, but when you look at some of the ingredients, it does make some sense. Uh, Clark, is there any series in the NBA that you're particularly focused on, or you're just like, I, I'll tune in to the good stuff, tell me when it happens? The uh, oh, They've all been interesting. Yeah. And I think it's kind of what, uh, uh, going on what Tom was saying, too, but like, uh, things change. And mm-hmm. like, you... I, Defense can't carry you all the way to the title. Right. You have to have somebody that scores. Mm-hmm. Like in the Boston-Miami um, uh, game, the first game, like there was a sequence where Boston like didn't get a shot off and like, mm-hmm. threw it away. Oh, Philly, sorry. Yeah. Boston-Philly. It's like you don't have a plan drawn up, a play drawn up. Yeah. Like if your number one first score is covered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I, that's what I was hearing. Um, you know, I listened to Bill Simmons' podcast, mm-hmm. and he's a giant Celtics fan, and he was like, yeah, there were no adjustments that were being made. He like he, also his dad sits near the the Celtics bench, and he was like, "Yeah, that guy looks overwhelmed," you know. And you're like, "Ooh, inside," <laughs> you know, inside baseball. Yeah. Um, but and you know, we're gonna get him be back for game two. He said he's definitely mm-hmm. playing. Is that happening now? I yeah. can't keep track of it. There's or right about two. Yes, there's so much happening. So in the midst of these dramatic playoffs and the end of the English Premier League, the NFL immediately steals the headlines by doing, as you said, the world's largest job fair. (laughs) Um, uh, The intersection between college football and professional football at the NFL draft with with a very surprising, um, uh, compelling programming that is the NFL draft. Chuck, I called you Chuck! I did it! Clark, you did it. I'm not on my game. Uh, <laughs> Clark, you're a giant NFL draft fan. We're yeah. going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But just overall, in terms of processing the draft uh, this year, yeah. was it a good draft? Was it fun? Was it filled with surprises? Were you, did you find it compelling? What did you think? Yeah, I did find it very interesting, and yeah. it's it, a little similar each year with variations, but you have so many experts mm-hmm. that know everything about the NFL draft, yes. right? Uh, people who blog, people who are former executives, coaches, everybody thinks they know the right order of people and who's going to take what. And it never happens. Yeah, by big two, yeah. it was out the window. You and I went over a first round. We yeah, wasted an hour doing that. So <laughs> we we were just yeah yeah. I, I was in a mock draft fantasy league, and so I called Clark for advice. And yeah, it was just like <laughs> gone. You know, it is tricky. So the one thing that, uh, at least as it got closer to the draft, uh, the draft 
uh, seemed to be sure was that the Carolina Panthers would take mm-hmm. uh, Bryce Young with the number one pick, and mm-hmm. it did. And uh, we are not specifically Carolina Panthers fans, but we are here in Carolina. It's a lot more interesting when mm-hmm. they are uh, yeah. better. Yes. Um, so uh, <laughs> hooray! Let, let's hope that works out. Yeah. Because um, if uh, what everyone says is there's just something about. Um, his poise and playmaking mm-hmm. uh, ability. Uh, I just really hope that translates to their program. Yeah, but he's you... so unusual for a quarterback taken and, mm-hmm. and a top quarterback taken, and that he's what five nine, five ten. Yeah, and slight and too. Slight. Whereas like Kyler Murray yeah. was the same height, number one pick, but a kind of a stocky guy while being also incredibly fast. Whereas Bryce Young, you're like he's kind of small. I know, and it's like he played on maybe the best teams he's ever going to play on in college. Yes, with all of the fellow players getting drafted, you mm-hmm. know, always protected, right. knows where he can throw the ball up, somebody can grab it, you know, out of midair. So, it, his transition to the pros is going to be interesting. But maybe that's the transition of of pro football now, where you're getting a little bit away from monsters. Although there are plenty of huge people. Who yes. Are, who were uh, interviewed and, and drafted. But uh, <laughs> you had a lot of smaller players picked, too. There was mm-hmm. a guy from the Cowboys who's 5'7", I think. Mm-hmm. There were some cornerbacks who were 160 pounds. So it's maybe it's you know their elements of the game they're turning into playing in space as opposed to just pure power. That's gotcha. right. Um, let's check in with our, our team. So the uh, Buffalo Bills did have uh, one uh, first-round draft pick, which they yep. uh, chose later in the round. And uh, did, did you feel like you uh, uh, addressed something? Does it yeah. seem like the, the team knows what they need and uh, started to get on their way to getting it? Yeah, we talked about uh, – Clark and I talked about it before the draft, but um, they drafted uh, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, uh, a tight end. Uh, and the first thing that the Bills GM – said about him in the press conference afterwards was elite hands mm-hmm. and you're like that's uh, that's what we want he, he gives good massages <laughs> but you know also he he catches the ball really well and you know the bills had a lot of opportunities this past year where guys drop balls in key situations and you're like my gosh guys we can't make this harder for ourselves and harder for Josh Allen and that's that's what it is is like uh, sure, we've got a good defense, solid defense, but it's really, if we want to win the Super Bowl, we need to give Josh Allen uh, all the platforms he can to succeed. And so we we need a guy that it's just like, we got six yards, we got seven yards, gotcha. great. So, you know. Not quite, I use the phrase, go get me a building, but yeah, he, he went and got a building with hands. Yeah, okay. and, <laughs> and the Bills traded up to get him, yeah. um, to get in front of Dallas because they thought he was going to take him, and they were just like, this guy fits our offense, and he just provides more options for the uh, the offense, and we got a large man on the offensive line yes. as well. Too. And however you feel yeah. about such things, it did seem like the Cowboys were a little flustered yes. following that, because yeah. they were like, but we yeah. were taking him. That was that's, that was yeah. That's not fair. That's that's our guy. Yeah. That's it, uh, Clark. How about you? Uh, what did you think about the Packers? Well, they traded Aaron Rodgers. Yes. You no longer have that. We'll talk a little bit about Rodgers um, yeah. a little bit later. Uh, they famously uh, <laughs> one of the regions Rodgers was mad at the Packers was that they never draft receivers for him and. <laughs> So what happened with the Packers? <laughs> well, it was much different than last year. Yeah. You know, completely different feeling going in. Um, 
you know, not having uh, your quarterback as your co-GM. Yes. Uh, that you have to please and, you know, make picks on his behalf. So uh, it was a freer experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, a lot of the some jokes going around, like, wouldn't it be the you know, great irony if they pick a receiver in the first round after yes. having, not having done that forever? Yeah. But they're the Packers. They're kind of boring with their first-round pick. They picked a defensive lineman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which they needed. Well, uh, I still think it was a good pick. I heard somebody say this, that you would think that they say, like, we're going to draft defense, we'll do that. You'd think their defense would be better than it is. Yes. You know, so maybe they should be drafting <laughs> offense because it doesn't appear that, I mean, they have solid players, but it's not like you're like, lights out defense, look at all that talent. Last year was a puzzle. It wasn't, uh, was not clear why that defense didn't come together. Might yeah. have been some coaching too, so. And Tom, how do you feel about the Raiders this, uh, at the job fair? Uh I feel mostly okay. Good. I've been vocal that I didn't love uh, the uh, coach in his first year and how he treated some of the players and uh, and just the performance of that team in the second half. That Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, it's a lot about your ideas and not Mm -hmm. about like let's build a team. Um, But there did seem to be a plan. Yeah. So they did have an early pick at seven, I I guess, um, where they picked a player I don't know a lot about, but. uh, defensive end from uh, Texas Tech, and well, our te- draft guru could right. tell us about. Well, I'll just say, uh, <laughs> Captain Josh, Josh Battenhorst, is a, a you know friend of the show and uh, from Texas, and is a, is a, a Raider rooter. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of let me know that y- y'all got yourself a beast in that player. So, like, I'll, I'll, do you I'll, concur? I'll it. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, maybe like a top five in most people's drafts. Yeah, well, who knows what? I mean, anything, but it's he was very, very highly rated, and he's a prototypical yeah uh, right. defensive lineman pass rusher. So uh, I was happy. It was a little. I, I would have been okay if it had been Christian Gonzalez, who's uh-huh. the cornerback who eventually went to the, the Patriots later on. Agreed. But again, but it seems like yeah, we needed that again. Max Crosby, mm-hmm. and again, you know, just how much longer is um, the player that they brought in from Arizona via New England? Yeah, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, players aren't always going to conveniently. Do a, a backwards pass to him, hey, right? To score a winning <laughs> yes. touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, but but good. So you know, again, be be kind of trained in his shadow. All so good. And then the Raiders got a tight end, and then too. they also got a, a building with hands kind of thing with, yeah. with Michael Meyer, yes. right? Blake um, Mayor, Mayor, uh, Meyer. Meyer. Okay, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you don't want it to be that, but it is. Yes. Uh, uh, which was the yeah the Notre Dame uh, mm-hmm. tight end. Some thought he might be the first tight end uh, mm-hmm. chosen, but uh, Bills went otherwise. But uh, good. So early yeah. second round, um, solid versatile player. We know how much uh, uh, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo liked uh, George Kittle. George yeah. Kittle kind of thing. So let let's get him a, a similar feel. They did lose Waller. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, I mean, they brought in a couple players, uh, mm-hmm. so that's like the, they now have like three tight ends that are could yeah. be all pretty good. Great. Um, yeah. Again, I know it's a unfortunate reference, but the New England model for a while was right. uh, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. And Aaron yeah. Hernandez. Yes. I, I'm okay mm-hmm. if you recreate the model, yeah. if not the specifics to that story. <laughs> yes. um, and then uh, going, yeah. So they got like a, a versatile cornerback from Maryland. They got mm-hmm. the, the little speedy guy out of Cincinnati mm-hmm. for, as a wide receiver. And they got I some, like that he's like little, like he's yeah. six inches tall. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, I'm like, all right. So I don't know that these players will be, which again. Uh, 
uh, we've we've drafted a lot of versatile cornerbacks that are now sort of like gone a year or two later. But yeah. they seem to have a plan, so I just have to up- applaud that. Yeah. Uh, Clark, who else stood out as doing well in the draft? I mean, the, yeah. the Texans uh, yep. giving two top three picks despite giving away a lot of for future assets. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be pretty big, too. I think so. I think probably the biggest uh, wild card was the Lions in the first yeah. round. Uh, they picked uh, they picked twelfth, and they got uh, Jameer Gibbs, a running back from mm-hmm. Alabama. Which they didn't need a running back; they just signed one, and they had uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, and nobody had this guy ranked that high. Yeah, I mean, who knows anything still? Right. The, the Lions liked him enough to pick him there, but that was a surprise. And then they traded DeAndre Swift to the Eagles, who were like. Great, we'll take him. Yeah, exactly right. And then uh, you know they came back later in the first round and picked a uh, linebacker from Iowa. Like, yeah. How many Iowa players were picked? This was yeah. also uh, crazy. So the Lions had their own plan, and it didn't agree with anyone else's. But that's what makes it interesting. And how about the Eagles being like the twenty twenty one Georgia defense is the greatest college football <laughs> defense of all time? We're gonna get as many of those guys as possible. Pretty good plan. Yeah, you know, not a bad plan at all. Um, uh, quickly in the time we have for this uh, first segment, I'll just let people know I will be uh, uh, leaving and not here for the uh, the second part of the show. Um, but there's just some some picks that happened along the way. We were like, again, there's a lot of focus on what a, the bust bump. I like the nice moments. So uh, Joey Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. being drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, where his dad played yes. um, right at the top of the second round. That that's a nice moment kind good, of thing. A good one. And then uh, Clark, we were talking about this. There was a, yeah. a player drafted by the Dallas. Cowboys. One of their main scouts yep. uh, is his dad. Yeah, um, and the, uh, they sort of didn't immediately tell him, and then he sort of re- realized it was happening that they were drafting his son and got him on the phone and everything. Amazing. It's like uh, again, for me to be like, oh, yeah. Cowboys, that takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, it was a nice moment. You actually saw Jerry Jones express emotion, yeah. which might be yeah. the first time that's ever happened. That isn't just him like lighting <laughs> a cigar with a hundred dollar right. bill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was nice. And then yeah, the, I believe but that maybe the end of the I'm not sure if it's the first or second round, but uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, uh, choosing a linebacker who was originally from the Kansas City area. The draft was in, in Kansas City, so mm-hmm. there was just an energy that yeah. uh, was really nice. But if I can, can yeah. we talk about the weirdness of, like, at some point they like break into some band being like, you got to fight for your right to party, and they just, like, cover the full song. There's no... Uh, break in by commentators <laughs> yeah. or otherwise i'm like what is happening yeah like what is this again it's just like we're um, you know, again i did a lot of corporate entertainment i'm like why am i watching like a hired band um yeah. <laughs> sing a beastie boy song uninterrupted on one yeah. of the most important sporting events ever at, at some point i heard rich eisen like they were talking about something in the back and then he was like I- i'm sorry somebody is doing the worst uh version of this yeah. song i can't remember what it was that i've ever heard so apologies but we're gonna keep talking yeah. over it's it. very strange yeah. again just when like when an event planner gets involved and you're like i know this yeah. is when we'll just need to play it but like yeah. no that's not what needs to happen. but anyways those those are some nice moments and uh, yeah, yeah other things along the way when you just uh, when a team uh, uh, you know drafts a player or a player ends up in a spot where there's some yep. family history or or local connection you know going back to uh the Steelers drafting uh, the quarterback last year. Yeah, uh, Kenny Pickett. 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 Like, oh, like 
that was cool. Yeah. You know, so when we can again, you just hope a great player finds a great team and, and great things happen. But when there's a little bit more story behind it, that's sweet. Um, so you do need to tell why we're choosing playing this song, right? Too. The other thing that I thought was a little overplayed was. Uh, the Kentucky quarterback Will Levis mm-hmm. uh, had been sort of projected. Hey, well, maybe he'll go the top five, top ten. He ended up falling to the second round, but it was again, which is hard, and we've seen yep. that before with uh, uh, Brady Quinn and mm-hmm. even Ben Lothersberg and Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. So again, yeah. it happens. Maybe not always to the next round, but if people are just, oh, can you believe? Or like, <laughs> can you believe a player that you didn't know anything about didn't get <laughs> yeah. drafted by a team that you don't care anything about? Yeah. Like, so stop with the faux sort of like outrage or empathy. We're talking about the NFL draft, amongst many other things. But as we like to do every week at the 7.30 hour, we want to play the sports calendar, uh, like Asheville FM does with um, sharing the uh, music calendar. We like to do the local sports calendar, brought to you by our intern, Fran Murphy. Take it away, Fran. I'm Fran Murphy, and this is your May 3rd local sports calendar. The Carolina Hurricanes defeated the New York Rangers 2-1 last Friday to advance to the second round of the NHL playoffs. The Canes are currently taking on the New Jersey Devils in Game 1. The Carolina Panthers selected quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama with the first pick in the NFL draft. Young will likely start for the Panthers, but he will be eased into the role. In more Panthers news, Carolina picked up former Asheville High School defensive end Iku Leota as a free agent last Sunday. Yeah! Leota spent his college years playing for Northwestern and Auburn. Charlotte FC was defeated by DC United last weekend by a score of 3-0. Charlotte's next game will be played this Saturday against New York City FC. Lastly, the Asheville Taurus lost to the Greenville Drive yesterday by a score of 5-1. The Taurus are now 8-12 and are currently in the midst of another matchup with the Drive. Back to you, Tom and Scott. Well, thank you, Fran. Uh, it is no longer Tom. He had to leave the premises. He is um, uh, scouting uh, sports prospects. Um, yeah, so um, we no longer have Tom with us, uh, but still have Clark here in the studio. We want to talk about the NFL draft. Hey, first of all, like cool for Fran for saying that. I didn't know that the Panthers did take a kind of local hero with an Asheville High uh, graduate. That's seriously local. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's very good. Good good work, Fran. And yeah, talking of, of you know, building off of what Tom said of like um yeah, the uh we like it when the stars align in those ways. Good so stories. Clark, you are a giant NFL draft fan. and Sounds like a criticism. Go ahead. <laughs> this is the guy who called you up to get tips <laughs> on NFL draft stuff because I was in a, in a mock draft fantasy league. So you tell me who's doing the criticizing. So you did say, I'm traveling yeah. to yeah. meet up with some buddies to watch the NFL draft. Yeah. And I was just like... Okay, I need to hear about this again yeah. uh, on the radio uh, because I feel like you've told this to me before, but I had forgotten this. So yeah. uh, when did this tradition start? 
Uh, so these are my friends, uh, Dave and Carlton. I know them both since my sophomore year in college. Oh, okay. Which is increasingly longer and longer ago. Yes. Uh, and uh, for a long time, it was just me and Carlton because uh, he and I are more into the draft than uh, than Dave is. And where did you guys go to school again? Uh, UNC. That's Ch- right. Chapel Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Carlton and I have been doing it um, – Ever, I would say, for at least uh, 15 years. Yeah. Uh, I used to live in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lived in uh, D.C., and we would often meet up in between. Or he'd come to me, or I'd go to him. We'd like to meet up at a hotel and so, watch. So, yeah, like what does in between mean? Did you just <laughs> pick some random place in Jersey to Baltimore, watch Baltimore, Delaware. Oh, wow. We would just like rent a car and meet up. And did you get like a conference room or something (laughs) like you were doing the NFL draft? No, just uh, just a hotel room with two beds, you know, and uh, a big screen TV that had the NFL network. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. So now we meet up in Cary. This is my friend Dave lives in Cary. Yeah. Uh, Carlton now lives in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, So he flew in. Carlton flew in on the red eye from Vegas uh, to Cary. And then I drove in. uh, I drove down. I guess over on Thursday, which was the first day of the draft. Yeah, uh, and it's become an excuse just to hang out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but and uh, as I said, my friend Dave is a little less interested in it, mm-hmm. but still loves sports. You're right. Uh, and we all, you know, have long memories, and so somebody will come on. And we'll say like, "Is that so and so's son?" Like, yeah. oh my god, that, <laughs> yes. I remember. You know, yeah. didn't he go to school with us or like after us? Um, uh, so it's just a, a nice bonding time. It's a lot of sitting around, yeah, watching other people sit around. Uh, yeah, my friend Dave, uh, you know, his wife and his uh, seven-year-old daughter are there too, and roaming around. And mm-hmm. so we have to like be silently judged. I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. even if they're not doing it, it feels that way. So <laughs> now I do remember that you watch the combine every year, or at least part of it. Um, yeah, is that the official like? I like draft season is on like that. Is that the like for me? Yeah. <laughs> or does it go? It's is pretty it, much year round. It's for year me. round. Nice. It's year round. I have to say there, there, there are limits. So yes. somebody put up a way too early 2024 first yeah. round, uh, you know, mock draft. And I was like, it's, I'm, I'm curious, but it's too soon. <laughs> Who's taking Caleb Williams from USC? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Their quarterback's going to go one and two, you know? So, uh, but it's, uh, I, it's just, uh, uh, it's just such a strange event. Yeah, uh, it is. And it it's, is. I, you know, I try to think up analogies that I compare it to. I don't think anything works, but let's say you go to a, a buffet dinner with 20 of your friends. Yeah. Everybody's going to come back with something different on their plate. Mm-hmm. Somebody loves mashed potatoes better. Somebody wants all dessert. And it's just like, you know, there's so many different teams with different styles, with different right. scouts, different owners. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like you can do all the work you want, but if your owner, you know, except for the Packers, if your owner says, I want to take this quarterback, then you have to do it. Then you take the quarterback. Uh, so it's just, uh, it's total, uh, total chaos. And then, Nobody knows. You know, yeah. their initial draft grades given out. Yeah. Nobody knows. I just saw something today, like 14 of uh, first-rounders from 2020 didn't have their fifth-round options picked up. Yeah. It's like, those people are first-rounders. They should That's be... half of the first round. Right. They should be more... You know, sometimes it's physical, of course. Yeah. Some people get injured, but... You just, it's such a, uh, it's such an unknown, the whole thing. It is. Yeah. And we've talked about it. I mean, it's fun to make fun of it, call it the biggest job fair, but <laughs> it is. Um, 
It's um, mid, like football's been over for a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, and it's also the intersection of college and professional football. So yeah. college um, f- football fans can watch watch it because they want to see like their favorite uh, guys who who are they going to play with and then you know nfl fans like me can be like who do we have you know did our you know is our team going to get better so yeah it's it's that intersection and you know the two leagues don't really intersect that much you know they're playing the same sport but this is that uh that point so there's that and it is it's a reality show thing we don't know yeah. what's going to happen and yeah. you know so weird things happen and so you know tom was saying this uh, will levis but it is like yeah we're we thought it was going to happen so when it doesn't then you're like well what's going on and well what is something wrong with that guy you know which is unfair but at the same time but then you know when we were talking about the draft unless there's a trade-up i was like who's going to come into the bottom half of the first round you know who's going to take a quarterback nobody is so it it actually kind of makes sense you know like because i was trying to think like is Hernan Hooker going to get drafted by somebody and you know he didn't get taken but I was like yeah I'm not seeing it in the bottom of the first round so it shouldn't have been that much of a surprise Uh, and the Titans said that they were I mean they always say these kind of things but they said they would have taken him if uh, that guy Peter Skaronsky the tackle was there yeah Uh, the other thing Oh, right. This is the other analogy I was going to make about the draft is uh, that uncertainty on knowing what's going to happen. Like, um, I I might have shared this with you, like bands will go on tour and they'll be like, we're going to play this album from beginning to end, you know, and I'm just like, I don't like that because one of the things I like about shows is. I, I like to hear how new and old songs intersect, yeah. but you don't know what's going to pl- be played next. And so I never look at set lists ahead of time when a band is playing because I want to be surprised. I want to know what's going to happen. And I like that juxtaposition. And so it's the same thing, I think, with the NFL draft. It's just <laughs> like, okay, everybody is mocking these things in mock drafts, but we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think another element uh, that doesn't get talked about is, like, except when people fall unexpectedly, yeah. I guess, based on what, uh, as opposed to other sporting events, it's almost all positive. Yeah. Every every play shown is a highlight. Yes. Everybody, every selection you made, they show the, you know, the, the war room. Yeah. They're all hugging each other. Yeah, right. And it's like... It's all it's all positive. The players are crying. Good, the right? moms and dads are crying. Nobody you know? really loses. Yeah, exactly. in this sporting event, it's a positive thing. Nobody Unless, does anything either. But. Yeah, I know. It's not a sporting event. It's a reality show. You know. <laughs> yes. That. Yeah. So we just need to reframe it. You know. Okay. It's just like that. It's a sports reality show. Yeah. Um, quick question before we take a break. This is very nerdy yeah. draft stuff, and this is about your team. Yeah. So. <laughs> the um the Packers and Jets the Packers as you said just traded Aaron Rodgers to the Jets yep. and one of the big parts of the compensation was that the Jets and Packers got to um got to trade picks they swapped in the first round in the first round where yeah. they picked yeah and so I was kind of like ooh you know like 
they wanted that specifically. There's something about that, like getting that extra value. Um, So, but then when they took like random pass rusher defensive end, I was like, were they trying to get in front of the Patriots? You know, because they only moved a couple of spots. Two, yeah. So why did they make that move? Like, why specifically did they want that? Or was it just like, yeah. They're trying to save face because they don't have any leverage in the Aaron Rodgers thing. And they're like, okay, we got to swap things. But I'm like, I kind of think that guy would have been there at 15 instead of, you know, if they were there. Well, this is the beauty of the draft. You we don't, just don't know. You don't know. Now, what happens in cases like this is that they make the move, they take the player, and then you hear like, oh, other teams would have taken him. Yes. He was high on other people's boards. And who did they take? I can't remember. Lucas Van Ness. Oh, yeah, that's right. The guy we talked about. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, I for having no leverage, I think they did all right. I think they did well, too. They got that pick swap. They got the second round pick. They got... Uh, Potentially a first next year. A first. And, he, you know, Rogers plays games. So, yeah, he uh, does. So he's, they're probably going to get a first next year. So I think um, the uh, draft picks... Uh, in the first round, you know, starting at first are just so much greater value yep. than second, third, you know, mm-hmm. and on to the draft. So I think any farther you can move up, yeah, uh, you can move farther up into a team that really needs something mm-hmm. and they'll trade with you and you can trade yep. back and you can get more value. And I think the Packers wanted a lot of ba- draft picks yeah. uh, in this draft. And they took 13 players, 11 or 13 <laughs> yeah, players. You know, they were filling some holes. So I, I I don't know why they wanted – I think it may have just been value. Maybe it's Straight value. up. You yeah. know, if you really value this and you want it done, then you need to give us this. We've got Clark Acock here. Uh, first, you've got two more draft tidbits – that you wanted to share pretty pretty good things i like it i'll do three make them fast three okay patriots first team since 2000 to draft a kicker and a punter in the same draft ooh, ooh, ooh. that's pretty good wasted picks <laughs> yeah, i like that <laughs> and we were talking about bryce young who was the number one pick uh, yeah for the panthers first alabama player selected number one in the common draft era that's since 1967 that's crazy like the best college football program for the last 20 years and they've never had a number one. And arguably for the last 50 years. You know, I mean, the <laughs> yeah. 80s weren't great or late 70s, but yeah. Yep. And then uh, Stroud, who was the uh, second pick by the Texans, first Big Ten quarterback picked in the top 10 since 1995, which I, was? Yeah, we texted this. I Did I send it to you? I nah. sent it to somebody else. Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins. I did know that. Local connection. There you go. Where did Kerry Collins go to school again? He went to Penn State. Penn State. Yes. So they were in the Big Ten then? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember that. But I did yep. know that yep. answer because I, I saw it and texted it to somebody. And Good they for were you. like, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I went full bore draft this year. Good um, for you. Okay. We're moving on from the draft. Yes. Um, so you and I have a thing of we enjoy some of the the silliness uh, that happens in sports um, around you know team names uh, minor league baseball team names you and I collect t-shirts with yes. funny logos um, yeah I am wearing the uh, Centralia Cubs and you are wearing the Fugue State <laughs> that's very funny which is not a real university but it looks as though that shirt looks as though that's it where is. I go to school that, so that's know. very good um, so um, and occasionally you'll send me some and I'll just be like oh this is great so yes. you've got a few that you wanted to share well yeah 
there's a lot of stupid sports. Yeah. Which makes it enjoyable. Yes. This is why you like look at the sports news first thing or you look at the sports section of the paper. It's like a silly way to start things off, yeah. right? There's no investment in it. So uh, I collected some things about baseball since mm-hmm. the baseball season started up. So, Heck yeah. Uh, down, do you know about Toot Bland? No. You know, but baseball has a lot of stats. Yeah, sure. And BABIP and RBI mm-hmm. and all yeah. this other stuff, too. So Toot Bland stands for, stands for thrown out on the bases like a nincompoop. <laughs> and you'll see this on Twitter if you're on Twitter. Nice. Now... There's there's a follow up to that which is called fart slam, <laughs> yes, which stands for fielder allows runner to score like a moron. <laughs> Very good. So if like an outfielder loses track of the outs and he throws the ball into yeah. the stands, yes. That's a fart slam. I, I like that fart slam. Yes. That's very good. I went through the list of all the rookie players this year. Yes. Like only a crazy person would, and I picked out some good names. Jason Junk. Yes. He's a pitcher for the Brewers. Yeah, I'm th- no no comment. Throws a lot of junk. Yeah. Uh James Outman for the Dodgers. Pretty good. Throw not, him out, man. Not a pitcher. Yeah. Unfortunately, right? Yeah. And then this was curious. Well, if he's a he's a third baseman or a shortstop, you could throw him out. He's an he's an outfielder. He's an outfielder. Uh, he's an out man. It's not yeah. a very money ball friendly name, I'll yes. say that. He's yes. an out man. Nice. And then last one was a uh, Kanan Smith and Jigba. Okay. Do you recognize that last name? Uh, it's familiar, but his yeah. brother was just picked in the first round of the NFL draft. Oh yeah, this guy plays for the Pirates. Who who is he drafted by? He was a Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, no, the the oh, brother in Jigba. Yes, yeah, uh, Seahawks. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so very good. I like go. that. Now you know that there are a lot of silly minor league baseball teams. Yeah, this names. is this is the stuff. This is what I want to hear. This you know this is like crass consumerism <laughs> at its peak. Yeah, right. And these teams keep logo designers in business. Yeah, they really do because they turn it over like every three years with something. Or or the alternate names too. We talked about that a couple of months ago with our friend Sarah Spooner. But yeah, yes. keep going. So for instance, there's the Milwaukee Milkmen. <laughs> yes, and their alternate is the Sweet Teats. Oh no! <laughs> yes, I didn't leave out an R. Sweet yeah. Teats. Yes. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Trash Pandas. The Trash Pandas. Oh, because of the bears. That's a um, another name for a raccoon. A uh, raccoon. That's it. I and, thought that was bears. They're, yeah. in, they're in Alabama. So, uh, so ML uh, is that the real name or the alternate? That's name? That's the real name. Say it again. I didn't say it well first time. I'll enunciate better. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Oh yeah, and that's in Alabama. That's in Huntsville, Alabama. I think I might have heard about this one before. <laughs> wow. So minor league. How, baseball- how do we not own that T-shirt? How do we not own all of them? Yeah, exactly. This this next one is gonna is gonna tempt you because the uh, uh, minor league has the I'm not gonna pronounce it right Copa de la Conversion. Okay. So this is where they adopt a culturally right. relevant on yes. field persona. Yeah. Uh, that is, um, you know, Spanish. Uh, you know, for the Spanish language uh, audience, there's the Frisco Rough Riders, uh, and they turn into the Queso Frisco. <laughs> Oh no! I like that the Rough Riders 
because famously the CFL Canadian Football oh, yeah. League had two different teams. Two Rough Riders. <laughs> one spelled Rough Riders was one word, and then <laughs> Rough Riders is two words. So what, perfectly Canadian. What a fail! Yeah. What a fail! Uh, you know the Durham Bulls. Their name is not that great. Uh, Toros Bravos, but they have an awesome alternate logo oh, yeah. with the Sugar Skull artwork oh, yeah, 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 of the yeah. bull like snorting oh uh, that's pretty cool that would be a good shirt yeah i think uh there's the amarillo sod poodles that's the that's the real name no which is a prairie dog sod poodle but, sod but their alternate name is the pointy boots the amarillo oh wow yes now Asheville also yes Asheville tourists, but well, we can debate whether or not that's a good name. Yeah, I, we're on the record. We're on the record. Run that back. Is that we don't love the name tourists. We love the moonshiners. Yes, I'm all for that. Yes. Uh, so they have an alternate. Yeah. Which do you know it? I, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's the Yakumama. That's right. To Asheville. Yeah, and those logos are pretty cool. I've been tempted yeah. by those in the in the um gift shop there but the uh the mascot itself is like that don't doesn't make sense some yeah. snake-like creature yeah i don't, I don't get it so. not sure so those are those are some of the silly uh silly names i came up that with is before. that is very good work clark thanks for listening to run that back we'll see you next week